And currently, I'm sorry, my headphones aren't working this morning. I'm not sure why. There they are. Uh, 42 now in Salem and in Roanoke. 43 in Danville. Maybe a little sunshine shining through there. Uh, 42 in Appomattox. 42 pretty much everywhere else. Bedford, Lynchburg, uh, everywhere. I don't know where it, what it's uh, like in Richmond. Maybe our next guest can tell us as uh, he's there doing his job this morning. Chris Feraldi. My home. Uh, joining us here on uh, the Morning Jam. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Great to be with you guys. Is it... Uh, 40 and cloudy there. <laughs> 40 gloomy and full of bureaucracy. So I'm looking forward to finishing up my, <laughs> my job. And, you're, and getting you're, surrounded. To you're surrounded. You're yeah, surrounded by it, yeah. aren't you? All right. It's all good, though. Uh, well, let's, let's talk about that. Um, it was an interesting weekend this weekend. Um, Larry Taylor uh, put out a, a letter, which we've read on the air and you're well aware of. I wanted to, to get your take on this as you certainly are a friend of the program and we want you to be able to to weigh in on this uh, because there were some accusations made there um that that you were uh, using him as uh, a pawn in a political game and um and taking credit perhaps for things that you shouldn't be taking credit for let tell us a little bit about where you think this came from. How did we get here? What is your response to that? Because I know you like Larry. I know you're you have a lot of respect for Larry. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's um, it's a hard time on Lynchburg City Council right now. I, I won't I won't shy from that. Yet um, I, I do think the best is still to come. One of the most important things for me is to engage with, especially brothers in Christ, in a direct way. Um, and so I've I've tried to connect with Councilman Taylor directly, so we can talk about um, what issues may be bef- between us, and then we can walk away as most importantly uh, believers in Christ, but secondly as as leaders of the city, so that way we don't have to get to this situation again. Um, unfortunately, I've, I've not been able to connect with him, and, and, that's, and that's partially what bothers me. Um, and so I want to be respectful of the fact that we haven't had a chance to talk, and I believe that's a very important thing that is not happening right now. And um, that's simply being that the council itself, more especially the five conservatives, are not really talking with each other. We're talking across each other. Um, and, some, and things some, uh, don't get accomplished that way, for sure. No, no, they don't. Um, and in looking simply at what I've said or done, not so much what he has, because I want to afford the opportunity for us to talk, looking at what I've said or done, I don't, I don't know what that could be. Um, ahead of the Finance Committee meeting before last week, I called Councilman Taylor and said, hey, you know, this is what's on the finance committee, specifically with the tax proposal to direct City Hall to come up with solutions. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Is that something you could support? And he said yes. And then he also said yes at the council meeting that evening, um, voting with you know the five folks to direct City Hall to to do this path to work it into the upcoming budget. Nowhere in there was there any question in my mind that this was. Uh, something that we all agreed and said we're going to move forward. It was at the finance committee. It was before that when we spoke at finance and then at the meeting 
that evening, and then a week goes by, and now we have a letter that is initially sent to Facebook um, to put folks on blast for what? Um, I, I'm I'm immensely Janet. I'm a little shocked. I'll put it that way. The 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 Larry Taylor I know is one of the most God fearing, humble people yeah. I've ever met in my Agreed. entire life. And this letter does not reflect that in any sense. Every single interaction I have with Larry Taylor, Christ is called into the equation. Not once in this letter, not once in talking with him, because we haven't talked. And so I'm just going to say it candidly. I don't believe he wrote this letter. I don't believe he published this letter. I don't believe anything related to it. All I know is he probably signed the dotted line. But... Outside of that, I don't believe he wrote it. I don't believe he, he, he meant for it to go this direction. And I frankly believe he's being manipulated by, by, by folks who really just want to get after myself and the mayor simply because we chose somebody else for leadership in the city. Um, I, I'm, I am hurt by it. Janet, I, I, I'll openly say it. I worked on his campaign. I built the man's website. I did all of his graphics. I did all the things. I donated to his campaign. I, I door knocked with him. Is this is this like we we can't like men be able to sit down and say, hey, you, when you did this, this is how it impacted me. Okay. We, we need so more let me let me tell politics. you what we're we need, hearing. We need from more listeners. discussion. Uh, sure, okay. we need more discussion and 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 consensus than anything else. And and this doesn't build that. Right. Uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, some of the comments that we're getting, uh, we did hear from Jeff uh, earlier in the show today. And um, and he also, I think, uh, was hurt, not so much by the, the mayorship, but um, being somewhat humiliated by not being on any committees at all after serving since the early 2000s on council and being removed from the hmm was that council member helgeson because he was appointed to a committee okay well the i'm that was my understanding maybe i misunderstood he he didn't did he not say in the history there has never been a councilman that hadn't been appointed to a committee? Did I mishear that? He said a newly elected councilman appointed. Yeah, something okay. on the lines okay. of that, yes. All right, so you're saying he was appointed to a committee. Yeah, but I'll not- tell you, the only person I know of who's not on a committee is Councilmember Mischens. My understanding of that is twofold. One, I don't believe oh, maybe he's he was referring. At. Maybe he was referring to yeah. Mischens. That may be because he, he said a newly elected okay. councilman. All right. Okay. I, so I don't believe he's asked directly to the mayor, here's where I'd like to serve. But I would also, taking that from a step back, I don't control the appointments. You know, I, 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 I you know. So you didn't weigh in on things, the appointments at all? The fact that he was removed from the finance committee? I didn't say, no, I didn't okay. say that. What I am willing to say is, do I think that there need to be some serious adjustments to our committees? Absolutely. Do I think that serving as finance committee chair and then making motions out of the blue to the tune of $6 million, $5 million, and, and not forewarning your fellow council members that you're going to do it is a fiscally sound thing to do, positive or negative, in the budget. I don't believe it is. 
I, I, I seriously think that we need to bring everybody together. Should, should Councilmember Helgeson be back on finance? I'm open to that discussion. I'm not opposed to that. But I also know that there needs to be serious conversation about what is best for the city. What is best for ensuring that we're putting policies forward that aren't asinine in their, in their makeup? Um, and so I, I, I hear the heart behind it. I simply offer we need folks acting in good faith. And, and this type of tact, these type of tactics isn't. And, and to, to Councilmember Missions, I don't know if he's asked to serve on a committee. We, we engaged, I sent in writing to folks, hey, the mayor asked me to take this on for you guys. What committees would you like to serve on? Well, um, so let's go to that. Let's get you, you put people on committees because they have certain talents in certain areas. Jeff certainly would be a logical choice for the finance committee. He teaches finance. That's what he does for a living. Um, why, why was he not on the finance committee? I, I, and I, I'm, I, I'm asking this because this is what this is what listeners are texting in. This is what they want to know. You want to know what your people want to know. That's what they want to know. Yeah. Um, twofold. One, I don't control that. I can only offer my thoughts. Why he hasn't he been out for that? I can't tell you directly. I don't make those appointments. I can tell you what my thought process is. And my thought process is this. If we're going to have these type of proposals continue going on, to the tune of millions of dollars of impact, and we're going to use it to just bloody up fellow Republicans and have a well-oiled, manipulative machine just to simply make us look bad. Are we focusing on delivering results or making other politicians look bad and pointing fingers so when all things fall apart, you can say, yeah, you got to kick them out of office? I think those repercussions need to be made clear. If you want to be rewarded for good behavior, yes, we need you on finance. We need him on finance. Mm-hmm. But these things are, are, it is so bombastic. I mean, writing notes to, to other council members, calling them names like we're in middle school. Guys, I know folks disagree with me on stuff. Abundantly clear. Hear it loud and clear. But what I am committed to is doing what I believe is right. And I simply believe this route is the way to go. We had three Republicans vote for it. We had two independents who were leaning Democrat vote for it, too. And that's directing City Hall to create results. Outside of that, guys, I can't control who goes on what committee. But my thoughts are exactly that. If we're going to have continued bad behavior, why should we reward that? We need folks who are serious about the issues, not just making other people look bad. All right. Understood. Understood. Well, hopefully things are going to calm down very soon. That's what our hopes are anyway. So. Uh, my 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 hope is that when people say, "Oh, council is falling apart," or "council is 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 not working together," I would like to offer. I have called Councilmember Helgeson, no return. Left a voicemail. I have called Councilmember Taylor, no return. I have messaged him, no return. I have offered in in debate that needs to be held by our elected officials. I have offered in providing solutions that some disagree with above reproach. I am standing above reproach. I'm not going to stoop to the level of throwing names. I will call folks out for being disrespectful. I will call folks out for their proposals. I'm not going to stoop to this level that others are getting into. So I would challenge listeners, please go and look at what we're putting out there and tell me 
who are the ones that are really fostering this environment? And then come back and say, yes, Councilman Feraldi, you are still off track, and I will hear that and see what I can do to make amends. Well, I I uh, hope that everybody's going to be talking more and and figuring this stuff out, and and I, I have to believe that that you will. So, uh, well, good wishes to you, my friend, and uh, I hope that uh, I hope this is going to be a better week this week. Fingers crossed. Balls in their court. Thank All you, right. Janet. Thank you. We'll be back with more on the Morning Jam, uh, including your calls, uh, your text, 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number, 866-916-3776. And we're going to take a look at that article we were talking about. What is it that 20 and 30-year-olds want their parents to know? Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Ah, yes. This is Trey's theme song today. One of them. Eagles. Ain't nothing going to break your stride. Nothing's going to slow you down. Nothing's going to bring you down today, is it? Nope. I'm very happy. I told you... (laughs) Still I, radio silence from Dale. I told you the last, the next two weeks. Well, you, you won't be here for part of it, but I was going to say the next couple of shows were all dependent on what was going to happen on Sunday. Uh, well, yeah, certainly your your temperament was going to. Now, when you uh, come back from vacation, in. right? It'll be interesting. So I'll be leaving on the eighth of February, returning on the thirteenth. No, returning on fifteenth. Yes. Returning on the 14th, uh, flying back in on the 14th. Show so, 15th. Yes, correct. You know my schedule better than I do. Uh, it's the days I can sleep in. I'm looking forward to going, uh, to being in Florida, uh, seeing some friends. It, it's going to it's gonna be good. We always like to get away in February because, you know. My mom booked our vacation for July this weekend. Yeah, so. see, I don't, I, why would I leave someplace hot to go someplace hotter? I we know. always go that time that, of year. I know, and a lot of people do. We, we're just more, we like, and we do a little something in the in the summer, but we just like but getting away fair, in February now that my kids are grown. So. Yeah, my brother's still in school, so we kind of have to go in July. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, um, there is an article where people in their 20s and 30s are trying to share realities they wish their parents understood, saying... Their way of life is no longer available to us. This is uh, the BuzzFeed community weighing in on that. Here, were, as a parent, I thought this was really interesting to get that insight because it might not be a conversation that your kids are comfortable enough sharing with you, but it might be something that you would want to have a discussion about. Uh, the first one is college is not always the path. Some people don't need to go to college immediately after high school. Sometimes a gap year is not enough. I've met lots of people from various jobs who tried to go to college, found out it wasn't for them. Our generation is told to go to college or university or else it's the end of the world for us. There are so many paths you can take after high school, being an apprentice, taking a basic full-time job, and so on. I, I do see that trend certainly coming, and that was something I always encourage, especially for my boys because they had different interests i agree with that too i, I, I think too. it's a big like the fact that college and i think it's a 
big, you know, we talked about student debt. I think a right. big pr problem why the student debt problem is so big is that the emphasis on college is so big. That there's that there's no other choice. You're, you're going to be grilled, a complete loser you're grilled if you don't do it. on going to college. And granted, I knew what I wanted to do at a young age, but I'm the I'm like not the norm. But like freshman year, it's like, all right, you got to do this, this, and this. But and I will say college. this. I went to college and I had a college professor tell me, tell the whole class, it doesn't, if you're, if you're wanting to be a broadcaster, it doesn't matter what your, your certificate says. It doesn't matter yeah. if you have a bachelor's degree, if you don't have the talent, if you don't have the voice, if you don't have the personality, it doesn't matter I know. if you have a, a piece but, of paper. So, you know, pretty, pretty blunt uh for sure uh number two is i had exactly this discussion with my parents yesterday i need them to understand i will not prioritize work over my mental health or personal time if any company tries to pull that i'll quit in a second this is something that started i think with my generation i wholeheartedly we, agree with we that. tried to find more balance um but I think because of that, there is a perception and perhaps even a reality with some young people where there doesn't seem to be any work ethic, loyalty. Um, they don't want to have any sacrifice at all. And being successful in any career requires a certain level of, of sacrifice. Um, but that, that was one of the things that came out, and a lot of people seem to agree with it. One person said, my immigrant parents refuse to believe the American dream is basically dead. They think anyone can get a job, and that job will be enough to pay for their basic needs. It explains why they don't really get the stress that me and other university friends feel when we're frantically searching for jobs that will give us the life they moved to this country for. Yikes. Um, another one. I wish they knew how different and how much more difficult job hunting is these days. I have a bachelor's degree in math, graduated in December of 21, have been unsuccessfully trying to get a job in my field ever since. They don't seem to understand how different the process is from when they were my age. Another person said, I wish they understood how the definition of success has changed. My boomer folks lived on one teacher's salary. They were able to buy a home and cars, raise three children, and had no student loan debt. They were able to retire at 65. That way of life will no longer be available for future generations. That's depressing. That's kind of a depressing thought. Um, someone else said, I wish my parents would understand I don't need to be married or have kids to be happy. At 32, I'm no longer interested in any of that. I wish my mom would not make fun of or be bigoted toward mental illness um, or sexual orientation. It's hard for me to be open and talk to her. I will say it's been difficult for me to accept the fact that my children may not want to have children. I don't, I, I struggle with that. I have tried to, to be more open and supportive of that, but it's really difficult for me because I'd like to be a grandma. Thank you very much at some point in my life, but I get it. Who, the world is a crazy place right now. Bringing children into it, you know, I don't know. Uh, one person said, the fear we have of school shootings, mass shootings in general. I remember having a class discussion about leaving the room during a fire alarm a few weeks after Parkland. My mother didn't understand why I was so worried because statistically, 
Uh, it won't probably won't happen at my school, but actually, statistically, it could have. Hmm. And then this one, which I think was really, really good. Um, the struggle of being a working mom. I don't mean to insult stay-at-home moms because they work incredibly hard and struggle in their own ways. But my mom can't understand how difficult it is to balance home and a job. No, I can't always drop everything to spend extra time with my kids because they need it. I wish I could. I have to work to support my family. That sometimes means I can't chaperone a field trip or volunteer, even if I want to. When I'm working, I feel guilty I'm not with my kids. But also, being with my kids can be exhausting after working. So I don't always want to be with them every second I'm not working. I'm constantly fighting an inner battle between feeling guilty I'm at work because I'm not with my kids and feeling guilty I'm with my kids when I have work to do. I wish she could understand. Now, that's something I can understand because I had to, to do that. Um, and then another person said, I wish my parents would realize when I complain about my significant other, it doesn't mean I need or want to break up. I just need to vent. All right. Also, another one that was valuable. I wish they understood that if I need to go to therapy, it's not a statement on how they parented us. We believe you did the best job with the information and tools you have, but we still need to heal from some of your parenting techniques. It doesn't mean we blame you or don't love you. I'm going to put this article up on our, our Facebook page. I do think it's it's really an interesting article. I, I don't know that I agree with all of it, but I think it could give you an insight if you have children in their 20s and 30s as to what some of them might be thinking. Coming up, we've got your CBS headlines. We also have uh, Nisi Payne sitting in at the WDBJ News Desk all ahead on The Morning Jam. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. Unsettled weather likely this work week. I'm meteorologist Bradford Ambrose. A few passing showers around on this Monday. We're starting off with temperatures into the upper 30s to low 40s. We'll see highs in the 50s and low 60s this afternoon. And unseasonably warm starting off Tuesday, upper 30s to low 40s. Looks like precipitation chances will work back into the picture late Tuesday into early Wednesday with highs in the 40s. It's pretty cloudy this morning. Some of you are getting rain in some of the listening areas. Lynchburg has 43 degrees. Bedford, 43, as does Roanoke and Salem, 44 in Danville, 43 in Appomattox, 42 in Amherst. People with type 2 diabetes are excited about Well, there are a lot of people taking Ozempic. We hear the commercials all the time. But now it seems like there might be some problems with that. We've got Dr. Harb with us this morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, Janet. Good. Good. Doing fine. Good to talk to you. Uh, Ozempic is is a a brand that we hear. It's advertised a lot. Do you have uh, quite a few um, patients ask you about this? We have lots of patients asking about it every week, and it's mainly for its properties to cause weight loss, not not as a diabetic agent. Oh. So, uh, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> no, there is there is another agent that's, a, that's the same, basically the same drug as Ozempic called Wegovi, mm-hmm. and uh, they both have the same same generic name, which is semaglutide. But Wegovi is specifically indicated for weight loss, but Ozempic is specifically and only indicated for diabetes. So, well, now, uh, type 2 diabetes is a big problem in this country. There's no doubt about that. Right. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, 30, 30, 40 million people probably have type 2 diabetes, maybe more. So Um, what are we learning about this particular drug, though? So Ozempic has been shown now in some cases, not in all cases, to cause a condition called Ozempic face. Um, And what what that is, it's a, a thinning of the skin, giving you somewhat of a shallow, gaunt look in your face. And the reason uh, you get that, not in all cases, but in some cases, uh, when people do lose weight rapidly, as they do with Ozempic, uh, they can uh, lose, lose some of the fat, some of the, some of the supporting tissue in the face, especially in the facial tissues. And so it thins out your face. It can thin out your face and give you a gaunt look. And that's what they're now calling Ozempic face. And mm. um, there's some, you know, you can look in the, in the, in the news and see some, some photos of some of those people that, that have that. Right. And it does look odd. It looks unusual. You know, it looks like the person's, you know, very sickly. Well, and the thing, so, and, the thing about it is we, especially we ladies, as we get older, you know, you need, you need that to, to right. keep the wrinkles from. <laughs> you, exactly, need some fat, exactly. you need some fat up there. If, if we, if we need it anywhere, we need it there. <laughs> Yeah, the cushion is needed there more than other places, right? So, so anyway, um, are there yeah, any so other the, um, um, side effects, or is that so? So, so there are other side effects, things like um, pancreatitis and um, mm. you know gastrointestinal, other gastrointestinal issues. Um, so, really, the bottom line is, Ozempic should only be used for the treatment of type two diabetes. You know, in conjunction with your physician's, you know, judgment. And uh, it should really never be used for weight loss. And people should understand and accept the idea that, uh, you know, they should not be asking for Ozempic for weight loss. Um, you know, the other drug is out there, Wegovi, although that's the same, really basically the same drug and can probably cause the same problems. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh, definitely Ozempic is only indicated for type 2 diabetes and should be close, closely monitored, of course, with the physician with regular testing like hemoglobin A1Cs and blood sugars, that kind of thing. Well, you as, definitely don't want that side effect. No, no. You, yeah, you definitely, that's not something that you want uh, at all. So uh, exactly. update us a little bit exactly. before we let you go about um, mm-hmm. the cold flu, that type thing. Uh, or, or has that calmed down some? I mean, we had a real resurgence right. there for a while. Yeah, so the, so the flu is just about completely calmed down. We're seeing very few cases of that. Um, RSV is just about completely calmed down, and we're seeing very few cases of that as well. We're still still seeing a fair number of cases of COVID. You know that um, that latest strain, Omicron, Omicron XBB 1.5, that kind of the latest evolution of the strain of COVID. Uh-huh. But that luckily that strain seems to be a mild upper respiratory strain that gives you kind of like a like a cold in the head or a little sinus inflammation and cough, that kind of thing. So okay. um, we are also seeing that calm down a bit too, but not as much as the other the others I'm, we mentioned there. Excellent. All right. So that's a good thing. That is a very good thing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us this morning. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good day. All right. You too. Uh, Dr. Harb letting us uh, know about some of the side effects of Ozempic. Ozempic face. Nobody wants that. Got another phone call. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Hey, Janet. Hey, how are you doing? Not too bad. Hey, I don't. I try not to take any medicine or any. Um. Any. You know, I did take the vaccine, but I'm kind of wishing I hadn't before. But 
I I like to do things naturally, you know, but uh, and my mom is 75 and she's never taken any medication that I know of, um, you know, so, but I guess that's just good genetics too, but uh, you have to watch what you eat, you have to exercise, you have to do stuff like that, but anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there, but, um, and I always feel young and I look young, so I must be doing something right, but. Well, there you go. I, uh, you know, I don't exactly eat perfect all the time, but nobody does. No, but I see your post. Anyway, uh, I see your post at the Waffle House, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my reward for doing well during the week. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I use that as a positive reinforcement, as I was taught in college and psychology. But anyway, um, I just wanted to say these young people, man, I, my mom... Uh, Speaking of my mom, she was talking about, she was down at Gladys a couple weeks ago, and she looked at this house down there, and she looked it up, and the house was $450,000, and it was a two-bedroom house with, like, four acres or something. And she was just like, she couldn't believe it. She's like, what in the world is the deal with these prices on the houses? No, it's crazy. And your daddy wouldn't have been able to buy one at that price. And, uh... I was like, yeah, I don't understand it because when me and my wife got married, we we lived on a, in an apartment on Timberlake. Of course, that was 1994, mm-hmm. and our rent was only $280 a month. Right. Um, and now my daughter's lives in Newport News, and her rent is 1200 a month. Oh, I know my and, kids. My kids too. I mean, here, I was here making. In, you could buy a house though for less than that. Even yeah, at the, I mean, even I was making eight dollars apartment, and let's say the wages went up, and since 1994, it's gone up from like, you know, to about fifteen dollars an hour. So it's pretty much been doubled. So two hundred and eighty a month, it should be about six hundred a month for the rent. Um, if you go by the wages, um, and I think. Is this because BlackRock is buying all of these houses and renting them out? Because Mom was saying a lot of the houses are being rented out around her, even. They, oh, no, I, I mean, people, I think it's just, I think like it's just greed. It's greed in general. Uh, people people know they can get it. They know they can jack it up, and they're going to jack it up. Now, part of it is everything's more expensive, I think. But I, I also think that, that a lot of it is, you know, they, they know they can get it. They know that some of these people are never going to be able to buy a house. And so they that's what they charge. Until they can't rent well, I mean, it anymore, I, that's what I they're going to be charging. I couldn't afford to buy any of these houses or homes myself uh, at these prices. Um, you know, so... Yeah, but your it, home has also I'm gone just, up in value, though. Have you checked the price, it, it has. the value of your home lately? It has, but I'm just saying if I had to buy something else... Um, you would get and, a lot and just less. Cars in general. Yeah. In cars, cars in general. I bought a in 1987. I got out of high school, well, 85, and started working at a furniture factory. And I bought a brand new car for seven thousand dollars. Oh, I know. Of course, I was making eight bucks an hour. But now a new car is like twenty-five or thirty thousand. So it, the wages haven't increased with the product. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I do so, see. I do see what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's crazy, and I, I feel bad for the younger people. Um, this this is crazy what they're having to step into with all of this 
And I was just at my best friend's house in Winston-Salem. He purchased that house for $42,000 about eight years ago. He had to do a lot to it. And he makes he makes a hundred grand a year probably uh, as a computer programmer, but he just don't want he did he just didn't want uh, a lot of to put a lot of money in a in a house. So he he fixed it up and he's got it looking nice. But uh, you know, but the thing is, it's just I I feel bad for the young people, Janet. I really do. Yeah. I, well, uh, I mean, I don't understand it, and it's just it's just. You know, part of life. I felt the same way when we bought our house at the time. Our house was three times as much as what my parents paid for for a house. So that's just kind of the way things seem to go. That being said, you just bought a home. You yeah, you just I did. Uh, that was uh, just invested in the American dream, there, buddy. Yeah. So it can happen. It can. You just gotta you just gotta plan for it. Uh, we did get some text about the um, uh, Ozempic and. One person said that uh, the Wagovi are higher doses and are a daily dose instead of a weekly z- dose and not covered by insurance, which is why people are using Ozempic off-label. Um, my guess is they make more on treating the obesity symptoms than treating obesity, and they consider insurance considers it a vanity medicine. I don't know how you can consider a weight loss medicine, a vanity medicine, when almost all of our, our of our diseases can be traced to uh, being overweight. So I I don't I've never really understood that. Instead of helping uh, people with their weight, they they end up treating it with lifelong diseases. That has to be more expensive for the insurance companies, I would think. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. I use their 98-cent-a-pound chicken thighs to make this delicious recipe over the weekend. Chinese lemon chicken. It is so delicious. You're going to start by adding... Uh, soy sauce and two tablespoons of cornstarch in a bowl and then you're going to put a pound of chicken thighs that you've cut into cubes into that and let it marinate for about 30 minutes while that's marinating you're going to mix together third of a cup of lemon juice from a fresh lemon a little bit of sugar half a cup of water and some cornstarch and uh and just mix that and set it aside. That's going to make your sauce for later. Then you're going to add flour, cornstarch to a bowl. You're going to dredge the chicken in that. And then you're going to cook it up in a skillet at about 350 degrees until it's beautiful and golden brown. Now, you may have to do it in batches because you don't want it to stick. Once it's golden brown, transfer it uh, to a, a platter. And then after you finish all the chicken, turn the skillet off. And then you're going to add in the sauce, bring it up to a medium heat, and um, it's going to start thickening that sauce. Then you're going to toss the chicken in, coat it really good, and serve it with some steamed rice. We like to use steamed broccoli, maybe some carrots and uh, little peppers and onions in there. It's a delicious meal. Check it out by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. Brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. So a lot of things happening in the world of uh, entertainment. The actress known for her roles in Bosch 24 and Runaways, 
uh, Anne Wershing. Uh, she has passed away at the age of uh, 45. She's also on 24. Um, and she apparently was diagnosed with cancer a couple of years ago. And she has passed away. If you, you may not know her name, but if you saw her picture, then you would definitely uh, recognize her for sure. Um, we also have a story uh, about the dark side of Playboy. Um, apparently, there is uh, the true crime docuseries, The Playboy Murders, that is coming out. Uh, Holly Madison is uh, interviewing on one of those. The, uh, in 2016, she did write uh, a memoir called Down the Rabbit Hole, where she talked about verbal and emotional abuse. Uh, she was one of the girls in The Girls Next Door, one of the early reality shows. Um, she, uh, you know, shared a lot of information about uh, Hugh Hefner. I, I, I haven't seen this one, but um, I know they had the Chippendale murders. Now we have the Playboy murders. Interesting. Earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, what it is that 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds want their parents to know. And um, one of the things that they said is mental health is much more important to them than is, um, uh, you know, their job. Uh, there's an article that I read over the weekend about a teacher who loved teaching but she quit her job at teaching and took a job at Costco, and she says that her life is so much better now. Former teacher Maggie Perkins is now an employee at Costco, and she says she's happier and no longer fears for her life. Now, if you're wondering why we have a problem, this article kind of explains it all. In August, Perkins told Insider that she had spent two years quiet quitting her teaching job due to burnout. A former teacher who left her career in education to work at a local Costco says that her life has improved massively. She quit her job after two years of what she called quiet quitting because the conditions were not sustainable to have a quality life. She said that while she was passionate about teaching, she was burned out. And working 60 hours a week for under $50,000 for five years was too much. She had been a public and private school teacher in Georgia and Florida, working with sixth grade through high school students. Now she works the membership department at her local Costco, and she loves it. She said, we grew up going to Costco's, so I've always known that Costco employees were treated well and have a high quality of life. So when there was a new one into town, I immediately applied. She shared her story to TikTok. It's gotten over 4 million views. She said, I don't miss it at all. My pace of my work life is much better. I'm not sick or exhausted like I used to be when I was a teacher. In a more recent post, she said she no longer fears for her life or lies awake at night. She also pursued a PhD at University of Georgia while teaching, but now she's focused on her current career. She said, the bottom line is my passion couldn't pay my bills and my passion couldn't help me sleep at night. And when I was always waiting for the other shoe to drop, it just wasn't worth it. And now she works at Costco and now she's happy. And you know what? Good for her, I say. 
it just makes me sad that that seems to be where a lot of our our teachers are and it should not be that way it absolutely should not be that way and now with the things that are going on with what they're being forced to teach children i think a lot of other really good teachers are just going to go away it's a real problem price of gas in virginia is continuing to rise in the first week of 2023 Uh, we're up more than 35 cents from the beginning of the new year and in just the last week it went up another nearly 10 cents per gallon uh, 7.1 cents more uh, uh, trailing behind the the week's 9.7 cent national increase even though the past month uh, has been rough Uh, There's not much hope it's going to get better anytime soon. So I wish I had better news for you there. I simply do not. So make sure you're, you know, keeping all your points, folks, when you're getting your gasoline because it doesn't look like it's going to go down at all. Uh, Pet Fish has gone on a shopping spree. The credit card fraud is uh, apparently so easy, even a pet fish can do it. A series of random choices from a pet fish is said to have led it to using its owner's credit card to make online shopping purchases by way of Nintendo's popular video game console, the Switch. The crime was caught. Red finned. Because it can't be red handed, right? Yeah. Uh, And a live stream. (laughs) The the fish made these purchases, allegedly? Well... What did it do? Stare at it? I don't. According to. Did it like flop on it? This Japanese YouTuber explained that their Aquatic Friends heist was made possible through a setup intended to test if the fish could beat on its own the newest Pokemon game installment. So they were trying to do something else with the fish. I had a mouse one time buy uh, $3,000 worth of Amazon too. So it's, it's great. You did not. <laughs> the fish. Instead of playing the game, opened up the Nintendo Switch's eShop and added fun to its account this, using the owner's credit card. This seems like someone's wife was like, why is there a big charge from, from Nintendo on our account? Uh, the fish did it. I, they Are got you it sure? on film. The owner says they were not supervising the fish at the time, but they were broadcasting it for a live stream audience to watch. They set up the webcam that records the pet fish's movements. Behind the fish's aquarium is a grid of tiles that hosts several control options, including directional inputs and buttons that allows choices to be made. When the fish swims in front of a tile, the webcam records the selection and passes it to the game, allowing the playable character to move, make decisions, and even make unwanted purchases, evidently. Using that setup, the fish had already beaten an older iteration of the game called Pokemon Sapphire. The video sharing the fish's accomplishment has attained over 450,000 views and he was making good progress on meeting the Pokemon game and then he got distracted and just started adding a bunch of money to his game. (laughs) I think that's really funny. And let that be a lesson to you. Don't set up stupid things for your pets to do and then be surprised if you're out a bunch of money. This seems like something Rogan will do soon. Do you think for a second I would give Rogan any access to any? I didn't say you would give him access. I just think well, he'll figure he it might, out. He might take mm. it. That's true. Actually, he'd just eat the credit card. I, I put up, um, I have a little kissing booth sign over my little dog beds. 
It was cute. That has, uh, you know, kisses for free. And somebody asked, where's Rogan's? I'm like, with Rogan, kisses aren't negotiable. <laughs> you, you're just going to get him. If you get near him, it's not optional. You just, he will molest you with his love. <sighs> Bad dog, mom. All right, guys, we will see you tomorrow morning starting at 7 o'clock. Thanks for joining us for the Morning Jam. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.